Welcome to the Critical Conversations podcast. My name is Brianna Reesing, and I'm a critical care nurse with a true passion for preventative health. I've seen firsthand the impact that poor diet and lifestyle choices can have on us long-term. So with each episode, we'll dive deeper into the realities of our healthcare system, what preventative health truly entails, and what you can do about it. Welcome back, guys. This is Bree. This is Critical Conversations podcast episode 31, and we are jumping right back into the middle of the conversation from last week. It's a continuation of episode 30 because it was just so packed full of so much information. I wanted to give you time to absorb it and really take the time to pay attention to the things you need to know. We're talking all about supplement quality what certifications you need to be looking for, what brands you should be looking for, and what you should be avoiding. And Jen is even generously offering an exclusive link for you at the end of this episode and information of how you can get the best and highest quality supplements that she personally takes and recommends to her clients. So stay tuned. The rest of this conversation is incredible and it is a must listen. That being said, This will be the last of season three. So a little good news, bad news for you there. Um, I always start with the good news first, kind of lift you up. So bad news is, is this is going to be the end of season three with a short break. It's not going to be anywhere near as long as we've taken in the past, maybe about a month or so. Summer is here. Schedules are out of whack. People just don't have the time to listen right now that they typically do. I've been getting a lot of messages from you guys saying that you're having a hard time keeping up and I hear you. I want to take a break as well. I want to just fully enjoy my summer, go on vacation with friends and family. Hey, I'm 26 weeks pregnant at this point too, so I only have a few weeks left before uh, life really changes. So We'll be back. We'll be back probably around August to mid-August, and we will be back with so much information and content that we can't wait to share with you. So go ahead and tune in, continue listening to the continuation of last week's episode, and enjoy the last episode of season three. We'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks for being here with us. We truly appreciate it. You just want to become informed. You want to start flipping your labels. And if you don't know what it is, again, that's not necessarily bad. But if you don't know what it is or you're having that epiphany moment of like, why does my multivitamin have 17 extra ingredients listed after, you know, I was only ever noticing the nutrient panel and I never looked at this before. And that's really what this conversation is about is, okay, what is in what I'm taking? Yeah. And how can this be affecting me? And if they're adding in all those extra fillers and things, you just have to question how much of the good stuff is even actually in there. And that's what I even do with the food products that I buy. If I'm buying something in a package and I turn it around and like the first few ingredients are really simple and clean and then it's just a whole bunch of other additives. It's like, well, wait, like why do you need to put all this in when really my body just recognizes these first few ingredients as food? Yeah, (laughs) It's just one of those, where do you want to put your money? What do you want to put in your body? And you decide what's ultimately important to you. So I think that was all the additives and things. Do you want to move forward to the difference between pharmaceutical grade and over the counter? Like what you should look for if you're out shopping for supplements for the first time? Yes. So this is a really big deal. So the biggest difference between what, say, a naturopath is going to recommend, a a dietitian, even a chiropractor, um, you know, acupuncturists, people more in the holistic wellness space that use 
vitamins, mineral herbs to actually support the body and help people heal or feel good is that primarily we are always recommending what's called pharmaceutical grade supplements. And this is a completely different category than over-the-counter supplements. So simply put, most over-the-counter brands consist only of 10% of the raw materials and the rest of the product is fillers and binders. And so simply what that means is 10% raw material means, okay, so only 10% of a lot of the supplements that you take, like say zinc, it's only going to give you 10% zinc in that tablet and the rest of it's filler. Wow. Yes. And this is because in a way it's trying to protect the consumer because when you are getting 90% quality, that means that product is going to work really well which means you also need to know what, you, what you're doing with it because anything that works well, you can also create issues with even something that doesn't work good. And so they blanket decided, okay, if someone's just going to be able to buy something, we're going to make sure that the ingredient level is low so that they can't overdose or over supplement themselves. So they don't, what you buy out on the shelves is not the highest quality, simply put. It's so frustrating. <laughs> yes. So, and then with pharmaceutical grade, again, 99% of that capsule, the tablet, the powder is raw material. So only what your body needs. Wow, that's huge. It's huge. And this is why I wanted to have this conversation because a lot of times, and I see this even with my clients, they're like, why can't I just go buy the B12 that's $5 at Walgreens as opposed to your $10 B12? And I'm like, well, you can go buy the Walgreens brand, but here's why you don't, because first and foremost, number one, what you are going to absorb from that is 10%, essentially, as opposed to being able to absorb 90% of this $10 one versus $5 one. Along with getting exposed to all the other additives your body won't recognize and can't process cleanly. Yes. So when people, when the people joke about, oh, you're just peeing out money, a lot of the -the over-the-counter supplements yeah, you're just peeing out money. Because again, it's perspective. How much of that tablet, et cetera, are, is your body absorbing? And how much quality ingredient are you actually getting access to per capsule as opposed to pharmaceutical grade, which is we are using this to treat and heal. And so it has to work at therapeutic levels because doctors are using this, nutritionists are using this, you know, medical practitioners are using this to create a specific action and outcome in the body. And so it must work. And they're more potent and more effective in the body, but they're also usually being taken by people who are seeing doctors regularly and or providers that can then do follow-up blood work to make sure that the supplement they're taking is actually having an effect and being absorbed by the body and also making sure that it's going in the right direction and that you're not taking too much and they can adjust your dose accordingly. So that's why I think the pharmaceutical grade supplements aren't necessarily always available easily without working with a provider because they are so much more powerful and more potent. You want to be getting lab work and applying the effectiveness to the lab results and making sure that you're going in the right direction. Correct. Couldn't have not have said it better. And this (laughs) is why you have to be a practitioner in order to get access to these. There are loopholes around it, which we're talking about, which is practitioners that believe that the people that are listening to them 
or that they have worked with in the past should continue to have access to pharmaceutical grade because they're an informed consumer. They know what they're trying to do with it. And they also know the side effects and things that they should be looking out with when they are taking it. And so like for me, I have my pharmaceutical grade catalog open to the public so that they can take it and order supplements through there because I believe people should have access to it, even if they're not working with me all the time. But again, you really want to make sure that you know what you're doing with that supplement before you start taking it. Yeah, and you're also providing the education that they need to be well-educated when they're approaching Mm -hmm. this. And hopefully if you are searching for a certain supplement, say a B12, like with me, I found out in 2016 I was severely B12 deficient. I talked to Jen about what my doctor was recommending in dosage and things and adjusted accordingly, you know, so you – with certain things, you want to know what your levels are and then start taking supplements from there. So yes. what Jen's saying is the pharmaceutical-grade supplements are going to be potentially made available to you at the end of this episode because you are now more well-informed, and we hope to inspire you and encourage you to seek out additional testing and making sure that what you're taking is working for you. Yes. Yeah, so a really great example of this is like fish oil. What you can get over the counter is usually standardized, which is 100 milligrams um, essential uh, fish oil, which is what it usually says, 100 milligrams essential oil. And then it'll say, you know, 200 to 400 milligrams of EPA and DHA. But what most people don't know is, you know, they're kind of informed where they're like, oh, I was reading this article about fish oil helping with depression. And it said I needed to be taking you know, 2,000 to 5,000 milligrams of fish oil a day in order to get these benefits. But what gets lost in translation is the research around like depression and fish oil is you need to be taking between 1,500 and 2,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA to get therapeutic benefits for depression. And what you're getting over the counter is only 200 to 400 milligrams in that 1,000 milligram capsule of fish oil. Because again, they're, they're, because fish oil can increase blood thinning, the over-the-counter amount that they are allowing is limited because they're like, we, we want to make sure that people stay safe. But on the flip side, people are going and trying to get therapeutic benefits from these things and they're never going to achieve it by taking an over-the-counter fish oil because the dose of the EPA and DHA is so low compared to what they would be getting in a pharmaceutical grade, which literally usually starts out at 1,000 milligrams combined of those two things. Can the uh, similar argument be made for an over-the-counter multivitamin because I know that was where this conversation stemmed from is everyone asking about the multivitamin. So if you can touch on multivitamin quality for a minute. Yeah. So multivitamin, I have a whole, whole list. So with that, the first thing, again, in understanding over-the-counter versus pharmaceutical grade and not all over-the-counter are not meeting all these things. Again, this is label reading is you have what's called inactive ingredients and active ingredients or active forms of those nutrients and most high quality supplements are going to be giving you the active form of the nutrients so your body doesn't have to work hard in order to make it active in the body and actually usable 
So simply put, a good example is B12. And again, this is another caveat as to why informed consumers are like, oh, I know I need to take B12 if I'm eating a diet that is low in animal products. But the form of B12 that you are getting over the counter might not necessarily be preventing a deficiency. Right. Due to several factors, including whether or not it's an active form of B12 and what your genetics are. So are you actually absorbing that B12 and utilizing it? So looking at the forms of supplements in your multi is going to reveal a lot about that. So, you know, go ahead and grab your multi while we're talking about this and you're going to start <laughs> to get a good idea of whether or not you have a quality multivitamin or if it's one that is really cheap and they can put a lot of different ingredients and a lot of, um, so sometimes you'll see like B6, you know, 220%, and they can put massive doses in there, which makes it sound so good for you, right? But they can do that because your body is going to pee out most of that because it cannot activate it and turn it into a usable form. And these supplement companies are aware of that. <laughs> so you're just making your body work really hard to pee out B vitamins and your the vitamin C and all these things. But it sounded really good on paper, right? But it's not really good. It's not absorbing at a cellular level. No, exactly. So the key with this whole conversation is, is what you're taking absorbable? So to start, you want to look at the B12 form that's in your multi. You want to see what's called um, either a hydroxycobalamin or methylcobalamin as the B12 form. And if your multi just says B12 and does not put in parentheses the form and in general across the board, if your multi just lists, you know, B12, vitamin E, vitamin C, B6, B2, it's going down the line. If it does not put in parentheses the form of the vitamin that you're getting, it means that that is the most generic form of that vitamin and mineral, and you are not getting active nutrients. And possibly a synthetic version of it. Yes. And not all synthetic is bad. I, I want to throw that out there. But a lot of times you're getting a lot of a synthetic form of an already unabsorbable form and that combination together is terrible. Yeah. So that's looking at B12 and you want to, again, you do not want to see the form cyanocobalamin on your multi or on your B12 supplement because the body does not absorb that form well. And the only reason it's used is because it's cheap which is why the B12 is $4.99. And I think the other important piece of this, people fight about it, but the cyanocobalamin form is synthetically made and it has a cyanide molecule. <laughs> and I just want to, you know, I don't think I need to explain why cyanide is it's not bad. a good idea. <laughs> it's a so, poison, that's all. It's a poison. <laughs> so people, some people have the gen a genetic SNP called MTHFR, and I'm not going to break down all the nuances <laughs> yes, with this. don't. <laughs> no, it is a whole thing. But simply put, you do not have to become a scientist. You actually even don't necessarily, if you're in good health, need to know that. You just need to know that you need to see either methylcobalamin or hydroxycobalamin, which honestly, in the ideal world, if you never plan on getting your MTHFR checked, you want to be taking what's called the hydroxycobalamin form because across the board, no matter what genetic SNP you have, that one works the best for most people. Interesting. And there is nuance with that, but I'm not, again, I'm not yeah, going to dive time. down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and then the other big thing with multi, when you look at your vitamin A content, you do not want to see more than 5,000 international units listed on there. If you have a multi that's listing more than that, it is not a quality multi because research is very clear that you do not want to be taking more than that in a supplemental form because it can cause health issues. 5,000 international units of vitamin A? Yes. Okay. And in the ideal world, you want to see 2,500 of those international units in either a beta carotene form or a retinal palmate form because those are the most natural forms of vitamin A and the most active and the body is going to utilize them the most. All right. Okay. And then the next thing that you want to look at is what, what form is your vitamin E? You do not want to see any synthetic vitamin E. And you're going to know if it is simply by looking at the form. And if it says DL in front of the alpha tocopherols or tocopherols, which is what vitamin E is called when you break it out, if it says DL in the front, it means it's a synthetic form of vitamin E, which in research, it does not show favorable results for, you know, helping with heart health. Yeah. And it's just not good. And so you want to avoid that synthetic form. Okay. Okay. And the next thing is vitamin D. In the ideal world, I would actually like multivitamins to not include vitamin D because there's such nuance with supplementing that. But just to be extra safe, because right now most multis do include vitamin D, you don't want to have more than four to 800 international units included in your multivitamin. If it's higher than that, again, it makes it sound so great. It's actually dangerous because if you don't know that you need vitamin D, getting a high level of vitamin D has a lot of toxic implications and you do not want that building up in your body if you do not need it. Interesting. Yes, because it's a hot topic right now. But yeah, because I've heard other people, experts, cardiologists, different doctors on different podcasts and stuff talk about vitamin D being one of those that you can keep taking past the the range that doctors test for, which I think usually tops off at 60 or f- is the typical range of good vitamin D level in your blood 40 to 60? Yeah, you want it between 40 to 60. And mm-hmm. I've heard that if it goes above that, it's actually more protective, but I haven't looked into it much. So that's interesting that you say that. There's actually not positive research associated with higher than 60. All right. There's a few smatterings of studies I know, like with breast cancer, that's above 80. But even from what from what I know, that's all still very preliminary, very preliminary. And it's important to know that it can be toxic to the liver if you're taking a lot of vitamin D and you don't need it. Okay, cool. So again, that's why you you just need to know do you need it? Yeah, because I and, was previously deficient in it. And the last time I had my level checked, I think it was in the mid 50s. Mm-hmm. And my doctor told me I needed to start cutting back on it. Yes. And that was just my regular Western medicine doctor. And it's just one of those arguments of, well, what I am taking right now, is it what is sustaining me at that level? You know, that's why we recommend over and over again to keep getting your labs checked. So I'm really glad you said that because I just got that value back like a month ago that my level had finally like normalized and was almost above normal. So yeah, if you can, the more you can get your vitamin D from the sun in safe ways, the better. And the other caveat since we're on vitamin D, the other caveat that's not talked about often 
and it really needs to, is magnesium is needed for vitamin D to be utilized by the body and, and even to be stored. Okay. And so if someone has an extremely low vitamin D level, and a lot of times I see this with people who come to see me, they're like, I've been taking it for two years and I can't get my level to budge. You typically have a secondary deficiency and the top deficiency that's contributing to that problem is low magnesium. Interesting. Yeah. And (laughs) this is the caveat thing of work with someone that understands biochemistry and understands the synergy of vitamins and minerals because doctors do not get this knowledge. They don't know about this. (laughs) And I do see not to throw them under a bus, but that's why I see why we, we need to be all working together because you going and asking your doctor about fish oil, they're not going to be able to answer that yeah. unless they have been a curious being themselves and actually used really quality sources to figure out what to recommend to you. They're not learning how to use fish oil yeah. to help you. They're Ask not. your doctor what type of brand of fish oil they take. And if they say the Kirkland brand, you know you're in. Yes. <laughs> no, really. But the average doctor gets six hours of nutrition. Yeah. And that is basic nutrition. That's talking about carbs, protein, fat. That is not talking about how B12 breaks down in the body and there's four different types and how to actually get it to be utilized by the cell. They are not getting that knowledge. Yeah. That's what dietitians are for. That's what like, that's you're what, here for. Yes. And then <laughs> I think that's the conversation that needs to happen on, on a total sidebar, I know. But everyone's like, doctors need to know more about nutrition. Doctors need to know about And it's like, no, doctors need to get the ability to give every human that comes to see them with health problems a prescription that says you get to go see a dietitian for at least three visits. Yeah. Because nutrition is important and I understand the value. But what I learned, is already eight years worth of school. I don't want to be in school another yeah. four years. It's very true. They know so much about so many other things. Like yes. the nutrition component just wasn't part of their teaching. It hasn't been part of the medical books for this last century. It might start trickling in soon, but for now it's just not part of the education. And even the education that they will expand in is, again, not biochemistry. Right. They will not get to that point. And this is why I'm starting to talk more because I see so often people who are supplementing and creating other health problems because of the synergy that happens with. So, for example, if you take zinc, copper is being affected, or if you take copper, zinc is being affected. And if you do not understand these biochemical reactions and how taking things is going to increase versus decrease something else, you're, someone's going to come to you with these symptoms and you're like, I don't know, you're taking all the right things. I'm really confused. When someone who understands biochemistry is going to be like, tell me what you're taking again. Okay, let's, you're taking too much of zinc versus yeah. copper. Or you you're taking backtrack too and much. balance it. Yes, exactly. So, all right, I'm cutting sorry, you off. <laughs> I know, we had to get off. Back, back to the multi, I'm really sorry. Uh, are there any last key points that you think are absolutely necessary for the multivitamin? Or can we just list off a couple brands that you absolutely hate and a few brands that you are comfortable with recommending? Two things with the multi. Okay. And this is an important conversation in general. The type. So you want to see either a capsule form or a liquid or powder if you cannot take capsules. And by capsule, you mean like the like the gel wrapping with the powder inside? Yes. So from simply put, absorption is what we're going for here. And the best absorption is liquid, then sublingual, anything you take in your mouth, 
powder is next mostly absorbable because it's already released and unbound. And then you come to capsules. The worst form of anything that you can take is tablet form. Tablets do not break down well in the body unless they are designed so well to break apart. And there's only a few certain herbs and things that I use for specific things. So for example, SIBO, there's a certain supplement that only comes in tablet, but it's been used in research and it shows that it breaks down and it works really effectively against SIBO. And so I recommend tablet. But in general, my blanket statement is if you are taking anything in tablet form, it is poor quality and you want to skip it. And tablet are those like really big, thick, like pressed powdered tablets that are usually the bigger brands like Centrum Silver Multivitamins and things like that. Uh (laughs) Do not take one a day multi. So that's the other big thing in this conversation is you eat several times a day. You should not be just taking one blanket overly stuffed multivitamin that your body is not going to absorb all of because again the bigger conversation is we have thresholds for how much of each nutrient we can absorb at one time so a simple example is you can only absorb between 500 and 600 milligrams of calcium at once so you going and getting a 1000 milligram calcium supplement because it meets the calcium guidelines for how much you should take and you swallow that it doesn't matter that it supposedly met the 1000 milligram guideline you're only going to absorb between five and 600 milligrams yeah. of that. And, and again, it's just a waste of money. Waste of money. And again, that's part of this conversation of you want to be taking it and only taking something that's going to absorb and be used by the body. Because in general, great absorption for supplements, you're getting about 20% of the product that you're taking. That's really good absorption. Yeah. And so the other piece with Maltese is you want to be taking something that's meant to be taken at least twice a day. So you take it either in the morning and then at lunch, or you take it in the morning and then in the evening. The one caveat, though, is if you're a really sensitive person, you want to make sure that you're not taking anything multivitamin or anything with B vitamins in it or energizing vitamins five more than five hours before you go to bed. Right. So if you are eating dinner at nine o'clock and then you plan on going to bed at 1030, you should skip your second multivitamin dose because you could potentially then be inhibiting your sleep. All right. So what multivitamins, if people own them or are looking at the shelf to buy, should they absolutely avoid purchasing? (laughs) Okay. Avoid Centrum. Any one-a-day style vitamin, and this includes Garden of Life, this includes Rainbow Light, this includes um, My Kind, all, even the ones that sound good, um, you want to avoid any Costco brand supplements, Walgreens, Walmart, Target, any basically brand supplement that is being sold by a store you you don't want to yeah, be like a generic big box store brand no because they're not regulating those they're just selling them to make money yeah. they're not passionate about your health they're just passionate about your money yeah it's just and another then, product yes and then in general it doesn't matter how good the company is for maybe a few other things if they're selling a one a day multivitamin you do not want to be taking it are there brands available on the shelves at health food stores and vitamin stores that you might have to invest money in that are more expensive but are accessible to most consumers that you trust? Yes, so 
yeah, I'm going to mention the pharmaceutical grade that I recommend, which you can find over the counter sometimes, and then over the counter brands. So Jaro is actually an over the counter brand that is also pharmaceutical grade. Okay. So that's J A R R O W. So, and they're available in a lot of Whole Foods or health food stores. You can also find them on Amazon. Oh, I have to talk about Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to save that, babe. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. Okay, back to this. Uh, now Food is another really high quality over-the-counter brand that you can choose. Enzymatic Therapy is another really great brand. And with Enzymatic Therapy, with the pharmaceutical grade, the cool thing about them is a lot of pharmaceutical grade companies have what's called a sister over-the-counter line, and that's what enzymatic therapy is. Integrative Therapeutics is the pharmaceutical-grade brand that owns enzymatic therapy that's only available to practitioners, but they're like, we want people to get high-quality supplements, so we are also going to sell over-the-counter that they do change the dosing a little bit to maintain safety for people choosing it over-the-counter, but in general, they're sticking to the same pharmaceutical standards that you're going to get from um, that type of supplement. Okay. And then as far as pharmaceutical grade, and again, we we say pharmaceutical grade because it's being treated exactly how a drug is. So a drug has to meet certain specifications in order to be released to the market. And that is the same for these supplements. They have to meet literally pharmaceutical grade quality in order to be um, be able to be used and recommended to practitioners because they have to work because again, they're being used for therapeutic reasons. Um, so the brands that I like as far as pharmaceutical quality, which you can find, um, available from health food stores that have access to them would be Thorne Research is really good. Zymogen is another really great brand. Um, Claire Labs if you are someone who's really sensitive and have has a lot of food allergies or you just feel like your body reacts to everything, Claire Labs is what you want to invest your money in because they are hardcore about removing any allergens and making sure that even the fillers and additives are the least likely additive that your body could react to. That's their whole focus yeah. of that company. That's awesome. And, yeah, which is amazing. And then I really also love Seeking Health. Okay. And you can order Seeking Health online. It's available to everyone, I believe. I think so. Yeah, online, available to everyone, and it's a great quality product. Okay. We'll find the link to that to make sure you're shopping online at the right place. Yes. Um, so that's a wrap. We do have to close out this conversation. But here's the thing, guys. Jen isn't going anywhere. She will be back. She has so much to say. And I challenge you to either email us contact at criticalconversationspodcast.com or direct message us on Instagram or comment on one of the posts, whatever it is, reach out to us. Tell us what questions you have. I'll probably even do a direct poll in stories where you can add direct questions. We will collect questions because I know this is a really big topic and I know there's still going to be things that have been left unanswered and that you want to hear more about. So if that's the case, your voice matters. And if you want to hear more from Jen, you all you have to do is let us know. Let us know what you're interested in. Let us know what you want her to dive into deeper. And we will make that happen with a future episode very soon. And she also 
pours her heart into the research and articles she puts up on shechangeseverything.com. I send out emails with links to these in our weekly newsletter. That's easy to subscribe on our website. Or you can just go directly to shechangeseverything.com and look at her recent blog posts. They're incredible and it's going to expand on everything she put in here. And I know you said you are open to sharing your provider link for the pharmaceutical grade supplements you recommend. But instead of sharing it here, Jen, I think we should just have them head over to She Changes Everything where that will be available and we'll make sure and make that direct link available in the show notes as well. Yeah, I will give that to you. And so you guys can check that out. And again, I even say go in there, look at things so you understand what quality supplements look like. And if you want to take, you know, a picture and say, okay, when I go in the store, it needs to match what's on this label and look at all the labels and find something similar, then do that. Yeah. But what what matters is you want to be an advocate for your health and just know that what you're putting your money into really does matter for what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. All right, babe. I have so much more to talk about. I know, about, but- I know. <laughs> But here's the thing is we have so many more episodes to record in the future and I like to be respectful of our listeners time as well. I know some people get frustrated with me when I cut you off. They want to just keep listening for hours, but there's a whole production side of things and how much I can upload at one time, how much can be edited, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot more that goes into these podcast episodes than just sitting down and talking. So I hope you guys understand that and we will absolutely 100% follow through with any questions you might have. We can just do a direct Q&A where I ask her the questions that you have directly and we can just rifle through them, but also take advantage of all the free resources available in the show notes at criticalconversationspodcast.com slash episode 030 and also over at shechangeseverything.com. So thanks for showing up again and again, Jen. You are a huge voice and I am so glad to have you here with me and I promise I'll let you keep talking soon. Thank you. No, thanks for, you know, giving this platform so that we can share important information that everyone needs to know. And as you, anyone listening can tell, I'm really passionate about this topic, but we definitely need to have more conversations about this because that was the tip of the iceberg. 100%. And last but not least, if you guys are in the Nashville, Chicago, or Los Angeles area throughout this year, check out future She Day events because Jen does spend a lot of the day going over certain supplements and different various nutrients that your body needs and the speeches that she gives with a lot of great resources as well. So if you're loving this information and you want to join the community and meet up in person, that's always a great option too. So, all right, we have gone way over our time limit. I got to get packing. We're heading to Hawaii tomorrow. So (laughs) have a great trip. Yeah, I'm really excited to get some sunshine because this California gray weather has been driving me crazy. Yeah. All right, guys, that's a wrap. That was episode 31, part two of episode 30. And that is the end of season three. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm not kidding when I say reach out to us, message us, email us, let us know what you want to hear more of, what questions you might still have based off of previous episodes. And we will be happy to tackle that for future recordings. Thank you so much. This community means the world to us. We will be back so soon. Enjoy your summer.